Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto. Is this number one, Adam? Are we gonna call this number one? Yeah. Let's say that we retcon everything that we've done before. We call this number one. But this right. is like this is like the all new comic book Junto. All new, all different yeah. comic book Junto. Exactly. Um, my name is Octavius Newman. I am the founder of Bear Fruit. And on the other line, the voice uh, I'm here, Adam Tetteris, and I am. Uh, what do I do, Octavius? What, who, um, am, who am well, I? Who, what's this whole who thing are, about? Deep down on the inside. Yeah. Who are? Uh, you? Tell I, uh, people who you are. I've, they don't know who you are. All right. I run, I run a little co-working space in Philadelphia called Indie Hall. Mm-hmm. I am a writer for a, uh, a really small publication called The Dark Matter Sequential. That sounds and, deep. Uh, I'm a geek. Yes. I'm, I'm a geek. I think that's where we connect, you and I. I believe so. That's kind of how fact, we bonded. That's that's actually kind of the thing that's uh, that's kept us together, even as we uh, you know, we don't we don't see each other as much anymore. But it's right. Yeah, you know, we hit each other up about like oh, nerdy stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've been a geek ever since I can remember. The first comic book store I went to was one when I lived in Florida called Past, Present, Future, mm. and I've collected comic books cards ninja turtles you know uh masters of the universe um transformers do you remember do you remember the first time that do you okay do you remember the first time that somebody ever called you a geek or a nerd Um, somebody like called it out did that did that ever happen to you I don't remember getting made. F- well, I don't remember being called a geek. So recently, I figured out the difference between a nerd and a geek, and I still don't know that I fully understand it. Uh, but tell me more. I don't listen. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just kind of understand that the category of these kind of genre pop culture um, nerdy geeky stuff we're, we're calling that geek. I think a nerd is more of a Steve Urkel. You know oh. what I'm saying? A nerd is more of a pocket protector, revenge of the nerds, kind right. of, you know, unpopular, uncool. So I can see where, like, the, the, the overlap is. Yeah. But I think a geek is, like, more of a collector kind of a type dude. Oh, see, I think, um, you know, I'm, my, my, my business, Indie Hall, is on North 3rd Street, and we've, mm-hmm. we've pro- yeah, we proclaim that it is Nerd Street and 3RD. And uh, in my opinion, in, as a means to make sure that, you know, people don't feel excluded uh, from Nerd Street, mm-hmm. I think to be a nerd is to be very, very passionate about something specific. Preach. So you, yeah, so you can be a comic nerd, you can be a food nerd, fashion mm-hmm. nerd, mm-hmm. Okay, animal okay. nerd, um, like politics nerd. You can be a nerd about anything if you, if you have that like particular niche thing that you are very passionate about. So, so it's so, being passionate about niche, niche kind of communities and cultures of things. Yeah, like that's like your a thing. Trekkie. Like yeah, sure, or a sure. Comic you, book you, nerd or. You know, right? And then I stamp think they're, you, you're, yeah. They, they, you could be a stamp nerd. You can be a history nerd. You can be, uh, you, like, you, you don't have to wear taped up frames and have a pocket protector to be. You a nerd. don't have to wear taped up frames. No, so I don't I can, think so. I can take the tape off of my glasses. Well, I mean, you could also be a taped up frame nerd. You could, ah, you could, okay. you could be a, you could be a nerd who just really likes uh, very poorly repairing 
glasses. <laughs> or you or you can just be a hipster. I think that's what they call it on the internet as well. <laughs> I was taking yeah, on my I, glasses before it was cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're we're blurring lines as right. far as that goes. Like now I'm confused. Are you a nerd? Well, okay. Are you a geek? Are you a hipster? But here's uh, but here's why I asked you that because I wonder mm-hmm. like if if you could remember the first time that somebody called you that, like yo, Octavius is a nerd or a mm-hmm. geek or whatever. Mm-hmm. What I'm curious of is if you can think of that, it, does it feel different now than it did the first time somebody pointed it out? Yes. Um, well, I don't know that I actually remember being called a nerd or a geek. I just remember being very much aware. So, I mean, for those of you that don't know, I'm black. And in being black, um, I grew up in a bunch of different environments. I lived in urban community. I live in the suburban community. I was around black people. I was around white people. I was in a multicultural military school. So I was exposed to all kinds of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And I never was... Oh, black people are like this, and I am that way. So I never fit. I was always kind of an honorary member of all kinds of groups. Interesting. So I always remember kind of being like odd and different. So as a result, I liked Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I couldn't really say that out loud because that was like like, you're you're not supposed to like them. You're not supposed to like No Doubt. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? I see, yeah, I like, see. I see. You're not supposed to you're not supposed to like that cuz you're mm-hmm. black, you know? And when it came to comic books, that was another thing that was kind of like this isn't cool to like comic books. It's not like the cool That's not what the cool guys are doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, sure. I remember liking Ninja Turtles and even liking Power Rangers, and then one year it wasn't cool to like Power Rangers anymore. You just it was uncool to like Power Rangers. Yeah. You know, but I all I never kind of let that go because um, it was just always a part of me. But it didn't define me. Like I said, I was an honorary member, so that wasn't my overall overarching like the storyline of Octavius's life is. You're a nerd. You you nerd like that. That isn't yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, now yeah. that I'm an adult, and now that I see, hey, being a geek or being a nerd or a geek, whatever, is cool. Now, so much more so do I subscribe even more, or I kind of identify, oh, I'm that thing mm. that you guys are saying. You guys have put a category to it. Yeah, yeah, that's me. I fit into that. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, I understand that. And the, thing, the thing that's weird to me is, okay, identity is different for everybody, and people feel comfortable comfortable identifying themselves as as different things right mm-hmm. so for you saying that you were you were an honorary member of several different communities several different mm-hmm. identities um i have to imagine that some of them were ones that you felt more strongly toward and some of them you know you were just you were yeah. a part of that community yes like, uh like born into it or part of the family or whatever mm-hmm. um and uh as you get older, I think identity is, is one of the trickiest things you have to manage because you figure out which are the ones that you want to belong to and which are the ones that you do belong to that you have to, you find a pride for. Yes. And like for me, as I was growing up, there was no way that I was not going to be a pasty white dude. I was always going to be that <laughs> you person. Couldn't get, you couldn't get away from that? No, 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 no. There's no amount of tanning. There's, there's nothing that I was going to do that was going to change that. So it's like, there's like a certain, that's, 
for me, that's, that's an identity that I don't like. I don't, I also, I have, I have strawberry blonde hair. It's kind of like Mm kind of reddish and kind of blonde. You look good, man. I hate that. What are you talking about? I hate that. Well, you hate what? That, that, the, the color of my hair. Don't like it. Are you serious? I'm being real. Wow, you (laughs) never said that to me before. Well, it's, you know, it doesn't come up and it's not like something that I just share with anybody, but I, I don't. Well, you just shared it with the internet. Well, I appreciate your courage. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, to be fair, I'll clarify. It's not something that I would share apropos of nothing. Right, right. It's just not something that I like about myself, or at least I did not for a long time. And and over time, I you know I come to terms with it. And okay, it's mm-hmm. this is just who I am. This is the person that I am. And I can dye my hair, but I still look this way. And right. I can change the way that I look, but I still am this person. And that's that. Look, that is very trivial compared to, like, you're a black man, and mm-hmm. you and in and, and I am not. I'm not a person who is persecuted for the color of my hair. It's just right. like a way that you feel. And I think coming to terms with your identity, whether you're a nerd or physical features or whatever community and culture that you're you're born with, your heritage, like coming to terms with your identity and how how multifaceted it is, is something that's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. And the, that's partly, I think, what's so special about the fact that you and I share uh, a passion for something like comics and like general like geeky stuff. Yeah, um, because that's a, that's like a, that's that's the middle of the Venn diagram, right? It's for, funny. For you like you would me. think, you would think we have no business being friends if you look at our backgrounds. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know? Like, how does this connect? Comics <laughs> and geek culture. That's how it connects. That's true. Um, okay, so uh, do you remember the first time like you and I ever talked? It was um, when we were working for the fruit company, big fruit company. Big fruit company, and during our lunch break, um, did you have a you had a a brown bag, right? Yeah, because I had just discovered, I had just realized that we were close to uh, Fat Jack's Comic Crypt um, Mm -hmm. on what Twentieth and Sansom. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you had a new, the new Spider Man comic with Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider Man number one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And it was, uh, it was that moment, like, oh, brown bag. You read comics? Me too. (laughs) <laughs> Yo, it's, it really is a badge, though. Like, when I see somebody with a brown bag, I immediately know. I could, like, hit that person up and be like, You're one of us. Bag. Talk to me. Hit me. What you got? Yeah, I'm like, I've done uh, that on the train. I've done that in other <laughs> cities and states. I'll be like, Yo, yo, what you got? And the person doesn't look at you like, What the? Who you, mother? You know, it ain't none of that. It's just like, Oh, I grabbed this. Because you just, you just know. You just understand. You yeah. know? It's yeah. cool. I've discovered I've discovered new comics from doing that, like stuff that I was not picking up. Uh, that like a stranger, complete stranger, points out to me. Um, this this happened for me uh, when DC relaunched like four or five years ago with a new Fifty Two, mm-hmm. and they put out uh, all their new number ones and Has new it books. Been that long? Yeah, it was it was like that long. Wow, it was like that long. I think it's I think it's about that long. And uh, I've been I've been here doing what I'm doing now for four years, a little over four years, mm-hmm. which means like it's that plus some time, and that's when you and I were uh, first hanging out, and working together. Uh, but I I, I uh, asked somebody on the train what what, what he was reading because I, I saw that he had a brown bag, and uh, he was reading um, Frankenstein, Agent of Shade. It was one of the mm, new Fifty Two yeah. books. 
And he made a very compelling case for it. So I started picking it up and I thought it was dope. I actually really like it a lot. And that's the cool thing about And it was just because like books. I noticed this this person had that bag. Yeah. And I think that's the cool thing about comic books that we talked about is sharing. Mm-hmm. Being able to read comic books and sharing that debrief moment and being able to go, oh, did you read this? What did you think about that? Or what about this plot point? What about this story point? Because there's so many amazing messages and it's just a legitimate form of literature that it's cool to see the world coming around to. But, you know, we've felt this way for years. With yeah. Iron Man and Captain America and, you know, all of these movies and the Frank, uh, not Frank, um, the Christopher Nolan Batman, like the world's really coming around to this thing that we got made fun of back in the day yeah. for. And now we were reading comics before it was cool. But no, seriously, we were reading comics before it was cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, been reading it f- forever and um, sharing and talking about it and debriefing about it. That's the fun piece. You sure. know, telling people what you're reading that you thought was good, that you thought was bad, um, watching that movie and talking about it afterwards, disagreeing about Star Wars, um, because Adam's opinions on Star Wars I don't agree with, but you know, that, there's grace for him. Yeah, <laughs> but there's that's, that's for him. true. It's all good. Well, like we 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 have we have enough commonality between you and I to be able to have a conversation about that that is not defensive of identity. Mm-hmm. Because I think some people, you know, some people are met with a, some people make their passions so ingrained in who they are that when they hear a yes. critique of it, they, uh, they, they, they feel, it, it feels like it's an attack on who you are. Right. Because you know they I mean? make their, they make that, they make that thing, their identity and your agreement or disagreement with that. They almost feel like their value is in whether you agree with them or not because it's so closely tied to how they identify themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and I think that's like, that's a really dangerous position to put yourself in because if you allow someone to make a comment or critique or offer an opinion on something that you love and your immediate reaction is just that it's a reaction and you, you, you spin around and, you feel like somebody's trying to take you down a notch personally. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's unhealthy. That is very unhealthy. That's not okay. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm, I've experienced a lot of that with Star Wars right now. Star Wars is out. It's a little mm-hmm. polarizing. Uh, people having conversations about The Force Awakens. And somebody who disagrees uh, on whether or not Kylo Ren is cool uh, might, m- might, might like bring that topic up to someone and sparks are flying in my office. That's what I'm trying really? to say. Sparks about are flying what? in no, my no office. No spoilers. Okay. So let's, let's okay, catch no people sp- up real quick about yeah. what we're talking about in case you don't know. So star Wars, in case you don't know, which I don't know how you wouldn't know, um, but it's star possible. Wars, it's possible. Star Wars is by George Lucas and it started in the seventies, right? Um, yeah, mid late seventies. Yeah, the, the the first movie uh, came out in the seventies, nineteen seventy. I don't know, eight, nine. Yeah. So Star Wars four, five, and six came out, and then afterwards they did prequels. They went back and did one, two, and three. Um, so collectively, the world is, I would say, generally, if you took a survey, 
people love four, five, and six. They hate one, two, and three, and they almost act like it didn't ever happen. The the original, by the way, is is seventy seven. So I'm just going to go ahead and correct myself on that. Nineteen seventy seven was the first one. Uh, yeah, and they, so now the Force Awakens is out, and this is Which episode would be seven. Episode seven, yeah, as it were. And it's a very exciting time for people who are very passionate about Star Wars. It's also mm-hmm. just like, you know, Star Wars is franchise of the world, man. Four billion. Yeah. Didn't Disney Disney bought Lucasfilms for four billion dollars. Was it four billion dollars? B. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. The internet will correct me. But I'm pretty sure it's four billion dollars. It's a big deal. That's all, that's all yeah. that matters. It's a very big deal. Yeah. And the episode seven is here. A lot of us, I, I think a lot of Star Wars fans and, and just people alike felt uh, quite let down with the, uh, the prequels. I did. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, Episode 7 is, it has to live up to something pretty massive. It has to repair all of the damages from the previous movies and, <laughs> and carry us forward. So it's like if you had a bad relationship in the past and then you meet somebody new. And then you're bringing all that baggage from the past relationship <laughs> into well, yeah. the new relationship. Yo, and it's they, like, you better true. not hurt me like episode one, two, and three did. <laughs> you better true. not hurt me. That's, that's, yo, Don't that, do this to me again. I can't go through this again. That is 100% true because there are a lot of people who feel like it, it, it's a relationship. It's, it's emotional. And you're like, look, the last time that I had Star Wars in my life, some things <laughs> went poorly. Okay, It was, it was and, bad. And, it promised me a lot of things. Said they were going to be yeah. there for me. You know, it said brought, that we were in till this in this till the end, and then they left me at at the theater. They left me. He, st- he started talking midi chlorians, and I don't know where <laughs> things went off. I'm out. I'm out. I, don't know I can't do wrong. this again. I can't do it again. And in in a way, I feel like uh, as as a Star Wars fan, I have a little bit of Stockholm syndrome in that I'm like sympathy for my captor because Episode Seven is coming out, and I feel mm-hmm. very afraid that it's not going to be okay. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I'm like, but I gotta love it because it's Star Wars, and I love Star Wars. Okay, and uh, I gotta I, talk I, about I, that. I, I can say I'm 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 very pleased to say that I saw it the night before it came out, and it was utter joy i felt like the eight-year-old inside of me who saw star wars maybe for the first time was mm-hmm. back and present and in the theater and having a blast and every flaw that that movie had in my opinion is not as important as how good i felt while i watched it yes now that's internet, how i feel internet brace yourselves unpopular opinion unpopular opinion alert this right? is brave. This is brave what you're doing. <laughs> listen, my, listen, I'm going to say what I want to say. You know that I know. I just, now, I, what I want to do, I want to <laughs> commend you right now. I want to tell you, uh, before you say anything, I want, I want to tell you that I think you're courageous. I believe that you're strong. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Unpopular opinion alert. I, in preparation for episode seven, went back and watched <clears throat> the previous Star Wars in Machete Order. So Can, machete, do, do you want to explain that? Yeah. So machete order is um, four, five, two, three, six. So you cut out episode one entirely. Cut out episode one entirely. Um, I did watch a little YouTube review of like, here's everything that happened in episode one in five minutes. You know, that kind of thing. So I'm watching episode... Was, by the way, that, that, that video, that was five minutes of someone throwing up. That yeah. was like, here, here's what happens. Five minutes of somebody just tossing. <laughs> yeah. So 
I watched episode four. Hey, guys. Not a good movie. Oh, Octavius. Not a good movie. It, this, this is not a good movie. Like, I no. watch movies. I say, look. I know and I've seen them all already, but I, this was so long ago. I, don't, I barely remember them, you know? So it's kind of like watching for the first time. I watch this movie, and I'm just like, I don't care about anything that's happening right now. I don't know who these people are. I mean, I know them through pop culture, but I don't like. I really don't care about what's happening. Like, and if you just looking at this, is this a good movie? Do I care about the story? Are they have they drawn me into the point where I am into this and excited to see what happens next? Nah, I just I didn't feel that way. This is no diss. I'm just giving an honest opinion as I'm doing my research to prepare for. Episode seven. Now, I will say this. When I got to episode six and I had completed the whole thing, I was like, okay, this is a good story overall. Mm. And I would like to see where this goes from here. And I'm excited to see episode seven. But the movies themselves, I was like, I don't really, I I don't really. Now, episode six was really good because, I mean, episode six was the payoff. It's like this is all coming together now. Like, this mm. is all the final conclusion of all this long, drawn-out stuff that you've been putting me through for these hours. Now it's like, oh, here's the conclusion, and I care. Mm-hmm. And I will say, when I saw episode seven, I was thoroughly, thoroughly pleased. Like, this did it for me, and um, we're going to do a separate show, a one-shot episode, where we just give our spoiler free, spoiler-filled review of the movie. We're not going to do that on this one. Mm-mm. But um, that's what I thought. So that was my journey to episode seven, and that's how I felt about it. Let's take a step back for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want to, I, I need to understand your parameters for what a good movie is. Because I, I have very strong opinions that are absolutely counter to mm-hmm. what, you're, what, what you're saying, what you feel. But I, I want to, I want to, I want to uh, create like a uh, an, a neutral agreed upon like a framework yeah a framework for like what we mean when we say good movie well here's what i mean right so when i'm watching a movie like i said i went to go see star wars and you know a rule about me is i watch one trailer and then i and then nothing drop, else i drop off the face of the earth when it comes to this <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> Don't say a word to me. <laughs> Don't even look like you about to say something about Star Wars. Because I'm walking out the room. I don't want to know anything. Because I've seen so many movies for so many years that if I watch trailers and read articles, by the time I get to the movie, I feel like I've seen it already. Like, I can't turn my detective brain off. Yeah, sure. You know? And I'm figuring the movie out. So, what and, I do is... And I, I think s- these days, you know, a lot. I think a lot of trailers put so much footage into... Yes. The, the trailer that you, you end up, uh, dare I use the word, you end up spoiling a little bit for yourself. Right. That so is to I, say, if your goal is to go in, like, fresh. That's fresh. my Fresh. Although, like, sometimes, me, I'm, I need to be seduced a little bit. I need to see a little something-something before mm-hmm. I decide I'm going to buy the ticket. Because it's an expensive ticket. Yes. Yes, it is. So, when I actually sit down to see a movie... Especially when it comes to stuff that has um, past history to it, one of mm-hmm. my thought processes is, 
I'm going to let you tell me the story you want to tell me. I'm not coming in demanding that you tell me the story I want to see. So we see that a lot when it comes to Ninja Turtles or that isn't what Superman would do or, you know, that wouldn't Batman would never do that. And so, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, so you're, like you, what you're doing, you're offering leeway to the director or whomever made the movie. You're like, OK, this is your your story. Right. You say it. Right. right. I say this is your story. So I sit down and I watch the movie and I go. Do I care about what's happening right now? Okay. So that's, that's one of the things for me. Have you drawn me in? I don't owe you my attention. I don't owe you my joy. I don't owe you my pleasure. I don't owe you my excitement. You have to earn that from me. So if Jay-Z comes into the room and starts spitting, either it's, it's true <laughs> that Jay-Z is bringing all of his Jay-Z-ness with him. You see what I'm saying? And even okay. if he drops something whack, there's a level to like, well, that's Jay-Z, though. I'm trying to not do that when I go into Star Wars. You see, you understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to come into this as fresh as possible and not let the Star Wars hype wash over me. No, 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 no. I'm going to watch this movie and say, do I care about these characters? Do I care about this story? Are you walking me through the story to the point where I am excited for the climax and when it happens? Like, and I just didn't feel like that. Now, these are my emotions. This is I, how I'm, I feel. You know I, I imagine, okay, I imagine you uh, walking into the movie theater, getting ready for Star Wars, and uh, Kanye West can't tell me nothing is playing like <laughs> behind you where it's like, excuse yeah. me, was you saying something? Yeah, yeah, uh-uh, yeah. You can't tell me nothing like that's that's what's happening right now because you're, you're you're putting your blinders up like, no, I don't care who you are. I don't care you who you pr- are. You, I don't care how much money you spend. Is this a good movie or not? You have to prove it to me every time. Right now. Okay. I'm not going to front. Karate Kid comes on. There's emotional attachment to Karate Kid. There's emotional attachment to Rocky. I have no emotional attachment to, to Star Wars. So some people maybe go, may go, but you got to understand what it meant for the time and, and what it meant, blah, blah. I don't have any of those emotions. Yeah, but okay. You see what I'm on. saying? Let, like, I'm I got to stop you I'm there. I'm not that connected like, to it. Yeah, but like some of that, some of that is not. I would argue that uh, having reverence for the time when a movie was made isn't limited to your emotional connection, mm-hmm. but it's also like a, 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 an observation of the, of the chronology. Like, this is what filmmaking looked like, and this was like epic, mind-blowing, breakthrough, incredible history-making filmmaking. Sure. And so, like that, that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your emotional connection. That that's more of like, you know, there, there's a certain appreciation for what was achieved given the resources that were available. Amen. And where where I'm coming from, I do have emotional. Uh, so th- this is, you know, I don't I don't want to dash my own sentiment here, but I do have emotional co- uh, connections to Star Wars. But as I've gotten older, it's only grown in that I have more respect for what it was when it came out. Yes. Now, I, look, I have, I have respect. So this isn't a lack of respect. I have honor. It's not, a lack of, it's not a lack of honor. It's an honest review of my personal enjoyment. So I don't, and that's where I feel like if you, <clears throat> I guess, you know, for example, right? Mm. If you're, if I'm going to use mom as an example, because you're not married yet, you're going to bring mom. In, you're, you're bringing mom into this. I'm bringing mom into this. <laughs> if mom brings you a plate of food, right? Okay. There's a level to where you go, oh, thanks, mom. Out of what? 
respect. That doesn't mean the food is good. You just give it mom respect because of I who know. she is and what yeah, she's done for you. What, what you see if, what I'm saying? Yeah, but what if all that was available at that time was canned food and she brings out something that is like an unbelievable smorgasbord, like, look at this feast that you yes. have created. I don't even care about the tastes. I'm just, I can't, I can't believe that you put this together. But do you see the distinction between the two things? You're, I'm saying it doesn't taste good. You're saying, look at what she made out of nothing. And I'm yeah, going, what she made out of nothing was amazing for what she had. But if you look back and you're 30 and you're looking back at when you were six and you go, remember the meals mom used to make out of pork and beans? Man, she used to kill it with nothing. Them Jones was terrible, though. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It wasn't good. Okay, all right. But all right. we're giving okay. respect for what she made out of what she had. You sure. see what I mean? So I can look at the movie and go, what we have now is because of what they did then. But I can watch Shawshank Redemption today, and it's still a good movie. I can watch Rocky today, and it's still a good movie. Because the story is good. I care about the characters. It holds up. You know how we talk about something holds up? Reasonable Doubt holds up today, for, in my opinion, to me. Now, there may be some young dudes who go, man, Jay-Z's washed, and this old Reasonable Doubt, ready to die crap. Ain't nobody trying to hear that. You know, and I get sure. that. And there's a level to where you got to go. I, un- I got to understand where you're coming from, you know. But if you listen, listen to Stevie Wonder now, you're like, yo, this is still sure. good. I just yeah. don't feel that way when I watch the Star-, Star Wars. I just don't feel like that. Well, and then that. So that's that's where my appreciation for that movie comes in, because when I first saw Star Wars, I think, you know, obviously I was I was way too young to have any kind of accurate appraisal of filmmaking i mean like i wasn't mm-hmm. i was like four years old i'm like wow cinematography is pretty impressive in this picture like I, that wasn't happening but i was i was swept away into the fantasy of it it, it, it felt like it felt like thorough enough of an invitation into mm-hmm. a world that i had never seen before in a similar way that probably like most video games or some books that i read when i was a kid i was all about Right. Because I like I, I allowed myself I allowed my imagination to do a lot of work and I really enjoyed spending time in that universe that was shared with me and yeah. it, it's it, it it might be in fact that the the filmmaking the you know the thing that I keep praising I'm like but it was amazing for the time for 1977 mm-hmm. it might be that that takes a back seat and what's what's very impressive to me was the work that was done to construct this world that felt like I was being beckoned toward. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to be a part of this. You got to be in this. You got to be on Tatooine. You got to get some sand in your shoes. You got to meet the Jawas. Well, you, you gotta, see Kanye, you gotta West, go to- Kanye West out here making the same clothes that they had from Tatooine now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Kanye, okay, Yeezy Kanye season West. One, you might as well call it Tatooine season Yeezy one. Yeezy season one was... Um, it, Force Awakens. Ray wears Yeezy season one the whole time. It's <laughs> right, just exactly. It's uh, Kanye it's that, getting his getting his Lucas Lucas money. It's that uh, burlap sack steez. It's like <laughs> like someone right. who has co- absolutely colorblind and cut up a potato bag and just put it on. There's no need for colors. No, 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 no. no. Well, well, Kanye West, I think, is beyond colors and beyond <laughs> beyond all things. Right. He's, he's beyond terrestrial concepts as far this as I'm is, concerned. This is below him. Yeah. But yeah, but the, I would say, look, let me give it up for what they've done. We have what we have now because of what they did then. And 
the fact that you've made something that is so amazing and so major that 30 years later, people actually believe that the force and the dark side and all this is actually a religion. Like, look, you've done something amazing. So, look, I'm not trying to take away from what they have done well. The fact that hey, another Star Wars movie is coming out. And all this marketing and being able to, to, to sell freaking Pop-Tarts. I saw Star Wars Pop-Tarts. Star yeah. Wars, <laughs> like, popcorn chips. Well, here's like, a fun game. You know here's a saying? fun game. Okay, go online and think of any item off the top of your head. Mm-hmm. And take a drink if you can find a Star Wars version of that item. Pretty sure you can. Everything. Why I, I, was, I was on... Uh, I... I uh, uh, I did a stage show. I do burlesque with uh, uh, a bunch of other people, mm-hmm. and uh, I did a stage show. And in the burlesque show, it was, it was all about Star Wars. It was Star Wars burlesque. It's a lot of fun. I played C three PO. They could call me <laughs> Golden. You could call me Goldenrod. If gotcha. you know what I'm saying, Goldie. And uh, uh, we we're giving out prizes because we do like a raffle mid show, and we're giving out prizes. And it's two big bags of like Star Wars stuff. And the thing that like cracked me up is, you know, you got Star Wars books, Star Wars cards, stickers, a backpack, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. then the one bag has a, a Darth Vader uh, shape, helmet shape sandwich cutter. Why do you want to cut? Like, why do you want to cut your sandwich? It doesn't, doesn't matter. That's what doesn't I'm matter. saying. Like people, okay, people are so Need invested. It. People are so invested in Star Wars that they look at a perfectly good sandwich and they're like <laughs> I gotta I cut to this cut. I gotta make this like Darth Vader's face I have to cut 30% of this sandwich off it's the right thing to do uh, why wouldn't I I was why so would con- I have a regular sandwich it was when the I kind can of have thing a sandwich like- in my lunchbox okay with the face of Darth Vader why wouldn't I do that I was met I was met with two very polar opposite reactions one was I, I hated it so much but it like revolved around completely and made me love it again. I was like, I hate this so much. I love it. It's the worst thing I've ever seen. I, I love it. I need it. Uh, Think Star about, Wars sandwich shaper. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but in all seriousness, if my wife was like, hey, babe, um, I got two options. Either A, I can make you this sandwich and it'll just be like the regular sandwiches. Or I don't know if you're into this. It could be shaped like Darth Vader's head. I mean, either one. Which one do you want? You know the answer, Adam. Well, okay, but you know to be what fair, the answer is no. going to be. I'm well, not going to do it myself. But if she's going to make my sandwich like Darth Vader, I'm taking it. In this case, I would, I would ask her to emphasize. You know, uh, is it like Darth Vader's head with a helmet on, or is it like his like old uh, wet potato head? Like, oh no, we don't want the, No, we don't want that. That's not what the people want. I just want to know, like, which one is which one am I getting? No, we need full. We need full face mask sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> need the full thing yeah star wars they know what they're doing they're obviously they know what they're doing they're on everything they do everything you can get anything star wars at any point in time and be happy for it but i think that this conversation came up because it is star wars episode seven the force awakens is mm-hmm. hotly contested in my workplace people have very different opinions about different parts of the movie and uh, it, frankly, that's the most fun part for me because mm-hmm. people feel so strongly toward it that there's so much conversation. Like it is hotly debated. Uh, certain like characters, where they come from, who's this, who's that. 
Um, I love it. That's the best part for me. That is the best part. Finn was my dude. Oh, Finn was amazing. No spoilers. John Boyega. No, no spoilers. No, no. We'll, we'll All save I'm it saying, for another time. Finn is my dude. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And I'm, I want more Captain Phasma, but we'll talk more about that another time. Mm-hmm. Another yeah. time. But I will say this does uh, kind of bring us to, speaking of Finn, kind of bring us to something that we were talking about a little bit before off air about mm. diversity. Um, about diversity in geekdom and in comics. Um, about, you know, just diversity in general. Yeah. When it comes to this particular medium, which is generally been seen where the majority of the characters we see are white straight males. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, now, um, it's, it's honestly been a hot topic. You know, it's been a hot topic looking at, um, for example, we've got, um, Marvel who's doing these shows with Netflix, which has done a fantastic job. Daredevil was great. Um, mm-hmm. Jessica Jones is really good. We got Luke Cage coming up. And we also mm-hmm. have Iron Fist that's coming up as well. And Danny Rand. Yeah. If you don't know anything about Danny Rand, Danny Rand, um, well, you might be able to speak a little bit better to Danny Rand than I can, Adam. Uh, okay. Well, so like this is, this is an interesting thing, I think, that's coming up primarily because the, a little bit of this touches on the parallel of what we were talking about in Star Wars. Like, Star Wars was a product of the 70s, and so I was trying to point out, like, yeah, but observe and appreciate it for what it was uh, of its time. And um, Danny Rand and the Iron Fist, I believe, also popped up uh, in, the, in the 1970s. I think so, And yeah. this, this is during a time when uh i guess primarily the united states uh we were really into white dudes doing karate yeah we, kung we were fu just movies. really yeah uh and like kung fu movies and like uh that that kind of thing was was really big like people were excited about that that mm-hmm. and danny rand is the 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 human well he is a human but he that's like the the regular normal person alias of this the superhero uh the iron fist spoilers and he's a, spoilers iron uh, fist is I, danny Rand. yeah and <laughs> if this is he does karate he's a white guy who does karate right and like the whole thing is he um what is it he he went to like what's the name of the place kun lun kun kun lun i don't know how to pronounce it but i think you're on the right path um and uh it's this like mystical um, city where people do uh, martial, arts. martial arts and uh, Danny Rand learns martial arts there and there's a whole story that it, I'll be 100% honest with you I'm like not entirely sure of uh, I, I, I didn't follow Iron Fist for a really long time until maybe uh, more recent runs on, on the character and uh, I'm aware of him but I don't know him um so closely that I'm like willing to defend the origin when he sure, when sure, the yeah. character started. But what I do know is, you know, he is in the style of like Shang Chi, Master of Kung Fu, which is another Marvel comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's he is a martial arts hero, and he is white. And so there's this interesting debate I think that's popping up right now. Maybe it's, it, it is a debate, but it's also uh, there's no solution. There's no um, answer from Marvel. When they make a, a TV show of, of 
Iron Fist, um, given the the constant strive to be more diverse, are they going to make Danny Rand the white dude like he is in the comics? Or are they going to make him uh, maybe Asian an Asian American? Because, like, you know, you know he's, he'd be perhaps more suited to... Um, and the martial arts background, that culture, but it, like it goes both ways, you know. Like it, you can have Danny Rand, and this is this is the original character. This is a person who we wrote uh, back in the seventies, and we're just doing justice to that guy, right? Um, or you can have an Asian American, which feels like that that makes sense, but at the same time, like it, if if there has to be an Asian American hero, there should be an Asian American hero on TV. Like, does he have to be the one who does karate? Right. Couldn't he tech? Like, why? Why not? Like, how come Matt Murdock wasn't Asian American? You know, like, why? Yeah. Why not make Daredevil Asian American? Why not make Kristen Ritter? You can't make Kristen Ritter Asian American. <laughs> you can't turn a person who is not. <laughs> why not make? Why not make uh, Adam dark skin? Yeah, and with with black hair. That's what's up. Uh, but the conversation is interesting to me. Uh, I, I will say it's interesting to me because I think there, there deserves to be a dialogue about what makes sense in this scenario and how you make people comfortable and how you represent uh, inclusivity and, 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 and diversity on the screen uh, while also you know staying true to whatever story that you're telling. Now, the trouble for me is uh, the obvious, which is Octavius, I'm a white guy. Like yes. I don't like I'm my my opinion as far as this goes in, in in my my appraisal of my own opinion is that it doesn't matter what I think because mm. I'm represented everywhere mm-hmm. in everything um and I did nothing to deserve that it just is real so people who care about this who have stake in this like I want to see someone on television that looks like me I, I yield my opinion and argument to the person who says that because I, that's not me. Right. And, and it puts me in an interesting position because I'm, I am a geeky dude. I care a lot about pop culture and, and uh, comics and like this sort of stuff. I'm very interested in it. I know I will be a fan of it. But uh, I, my opinion does not matter. Well, I wouldn't say that your opinion doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> because I care about your opinion and I'm your friend and I feel like there's something I can learn from you in this, but I do appreciate your desire to, or, or your awareness of the fact that you are a part of majority culture in a particular way. Hmm. And, you know, being a part of majority culture, I think the fact that you are aware and you know, you're kind of saying, hey, man, you know, I don't know that I'm the best person. I don't know. feel like I'm equipped or matter of fact, I don't know how I don't know how to say what I want to say. Like that is your opinion. And you don't you may not recognize you saying that it means a lot. Mm. It means a lot because there are a lot of people who are a part of majority culture are not saying that, you know, they're not saying uh, I really don't know what to say. You know, yeah. I really don't feel qualified to have this conversation or. I don't know that my opinion should be the, I don't know that I'm the one that should be speaking on this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. And I've come to the conclusion in a lot of ways, even though I'm black, I'm not Asian. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I don't really necessarily know 
um, what that's like. But I will say this. I do have some thoughts on it. So I don't want you to sit mute on the other line on some. I'm not allowed to talk about this because I'm white. Because no. I think that's racist. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Well, agreed. Like, I agree. I agree. I think I don't I think, think we want to mute you because of your skin. Because I, the I believe there is there's there's such a thing as as uh, racism through inaction. Right. And in and, and, and non-participation. I believe that. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I want to say that, you know, I say that, that, that preface that I had made clear um, just a moment ago, only because I, I think it's worth getting, it's, it's worth saying before anything else, right? Like everything right. I say comes with this caveat is that yeah. I understand that I'm not the person whose opinion matters most. It's not my voice that deserves to be loudest in this conversation. Mm-hmm. And that means, like I said, that means a lot. Um, and some of the thoughts I have, and here's some of my wrestle, honestly, here's some of my wrestle. We've seen a lot of white male goes to other culture, learns the secrets or learns the whatever, you know, special aspects of that culture better than the indigenous people takes that stuff back to America and fights crime with it. Mm -hmm. Like that's a normal storyline. And there's a level to where we see that in regular pop culture. We see, okay, majority culture goes to minority culture, kind of picks and chooses things that they like from majority culture, go Mm -hmm. make that popular and say, oh, I made this up. Or don't even say they made this up, but they say, hey, look how cool this thing is. And now it's cool because the majority culture person is doing it. Okay. You know what I mean? And there's this conversation of whitewashing. There's this conversation of... Um, what's the other terminology? There's whitewashing and um, cultural appropriation. Yeah. But um, I think the way I look at cultural appropriation is not, not citing your sources. You know what I mean? Not okay. giving credit to where these things come from. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's an issue of white people can't learn martial arts. Mm-hmm. Like black people can't do rap. I mean, white people can't do hip hop. Like that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a conversation of it's like plagiarism. It's cultural plagiarism. Mm-hmm. It's going to another culture, taking something from that culture and going, look what I made. And it's like, nah, you got that from us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not paying homage and, again, not citing the sources at the bottom of your page and going, I got this from here. Um, and I think that there's a lot of, a pre- like, when we look back at where all of this IP is coming from, it's coming from a time period where everything was white, straight, and male. Mm-hmm. That's where it's coming from. So there's a legitimate area where I'm torn and I go, but Batman's not white. I mean, but Batman's not black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's not black. So I don't, I don't want you to like make Batman black just to like appease black people. Mm. But there's another side where we go, well, you can't ignore the fact that these different people groups are not represented at all yeah so how do we reconcile being true to the source material but at the same time writing our wrongs and going no no this is not a proper rep- proper representation of what the world looks like that we live in yeah and i don't know that it's a cut and dry answer and that's no. okay and that's why we have comic book junto for us to talk through this stuff and hopefully stir up conversations with people at home yeah because and it, it, Go ahead. 
but also I, I wanted to just add on to something you're saying here, which is it is not cut and dry. And I think a large part of the tension that comes from these conversations that make the conversations more difficult than they need to be is the nature of the internet means people publish ideas as if it is cut and dry, mm-hmm. right? And one of the things that I think is uh, often forgotten when someone is expressing an opinion is the element of curiosity. And when someone, I mean, I, if, I were, if I were scanning um, uh, Google Chrome right now, I'd be able to come up with a dozen articles that say an Asian American must play Iron Fist mm-hmm. if Marvel is smart. And a dozen that say Marvel would make a huge mistake if they cast an Asian American just to like, uh, make sure that they were appeasing a certain group of people. You know, right. And, and the people who assert their opinion as strongly obviously are going for uh, page views. They want people to click on it. I want you mm-hmm. to have a reaction when you read that so you can like look at it and, and read through. That makes sense to me. But at the same time, like it's just it's not as straightforward as that. That's not the nature of a dialogue. Yeah. And I think this is something that deserves to have a dialogue. I, Adam Tedris, I have a personal opinion about what I think would be cool. And I have an idea about what that would look like. But I couldn't ever say this is exactly what it has to be or else Marvel is racist. Right. Uh, yeah, we, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to make that move. I heard, I heard uh, or not heard, I read an article. I believe it was written by an Asian-American gentleman that said, if Danny Rand is Asian, I think his point was ultimately, why is the first... Asian American martial uh, Asian American superhero from Marvel a martial artist right. isn't that typical yeah and it's like you think you're being diverse but you're playing right into the stereotype into and a trope kinda, yeah. and, and it's like you know again from, I'm not Asian you know what I'm saying so hearing from him it's like oh wow honestly let me keep it keep it 100 with you I never even looked at it like that sure yeah. I never even considered oh wow if you're Asian and the first time you see an Asian superhero, of course he's doing Kung Fu. Thanks, well, that's, guys. That's you know like, what I'm saying? Do you, know, you remember when uh, uh, Transformers 2, Michael Bay did Transformers 2? Mm-hmm. And like, p- putting aside the fact that I think that if we're going to talk about filmmaking, that that was not an excellent film. But putting that apart, uh, one of the most upsetting parts of that movie, other than the quality of the movie itself is the fact that he introduces uh, um, Transformers that are, like, supposed to be black. And how do you know? <laughs> it's because they talk jive, and they rap, right, 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 and right. they're wearing chains, you know? And it's like, okay, we couldn't just have, like, Diversity. somebody... You, we couldn't have somebody <laughs> who's, like, you know, potentially uh, aligning with what it is to be an African-American, like, without being a rapper, where, like... While now or something like that's is is this really how we choose to represent that? Mm-hmm. So I can understand that 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 opinion or that argument that it feels almost like playing into a stereotype. If you say, "Well, Iron Fist, he he does he does kung fu," I guess he should be Asian American, shouldn't he? And it's like, why should he? Why should he be Asian? Because he's why? doing kung fu. Yeah, why and not? And it's kind of like, oh, well, well, yeah, well, you know, uh, and it's like, dang. And you know what? I'm gonna keep it real with you. Like, honestly, you, I had to check myself. 
mm-hmm. when I read the article, I had to check myself and go, Dag, am I being racist right now? Like, mm-hmm. do I feel like he should? Well, he's doing Kung Fu, so he's got to be Asian. It's like, well, hold up. All Asians do Kung Fu now? It's like, dang. Right. right. I didn't even, you know, you got to watch this. And, and I think it's okay to be able to have that wrestle and say, like, I mean, I saw some recently. I think they casted, like, the three main characters from Harry Potter in a play. And Hermione, uh-huh. as adults, and Hermione is being played by a black woman. Uh-huh. You know? And the person, you know, of course, there's some backlash from that. Hermione's not black. You know what I mean? Like, why is her mind? And then the woman who wrote Harry Potter originally said, look, I think um, she has curly hair and she's very, you know, charismatic. I never I never specified black. So sure. it's, it's it really is starting to like because I, I mean, I'm just being honest about it for myself and going, I am recognizing that there's a level of wrestle inside of me because I was initially the person that said, you know, look, you know, if the character is not originally black, then don't make them black just to appease me. Make a new character. Yeah. But then there's another side that says, but all the characters are white. So if that's the case, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's not, this is not an easy conversation. So there's got to be some give on both sides. And I guess they got to make the right decision for the story. And I think that's where it comes down to diversity in, in the writer's room, diversity in the illustrators, diversity in, you know, the directors, like we need to have a group conversation so we can start making sure that we are appropriately, we have an, we have, we have a good, um, what am I trying to say? We have a good sample of people who are having this conversation so everyone is represented as much as possible so that we can really say hey i'm i am coming from this particular worldview and perspective and this is how we see things well so something that i think is really important to keep in mind too is uh you can't just say we're going to cast a black person or an Asian American or a white person or uh, someone who is Indian or someone who is a Native American and just yeah. say, like, that's the end of the story. And that's because, it because they're white and there it is. Or they're black and, the, and there it is. Yeah. And, like, let's, let's be completely upfront and honest with ourselves and say who in the world only identifies themselves as that, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, I am Adam and I am white. Oh, is there nothing else to say about you? Nope, that's it. I'm like, so there's, it, it needs, I think there needs to be consideration for intelligent, emotionally intelligent and culturally sensitive writing in that it's entirely possible that a white person is cast as Danny Rand, the Iron Fist, and maybe within the framework of that show, that character struggles with that. Right. And says, maybe that character yeah. is like, you know what? I just got billed by the Daily Bugle as the Iron Fist, and that makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. And I, they, the echoing that sentiment is significant. Maybe it's, it's on the flip side. Maybe an Asian American will be cast for Danny Rand. And maybe, I, I think it would be very smart for someone to write some, some dialogue in there in which that, that character is thinking, isn't it kind of messed up that, like, of course, I'm an Asian guy and I do Kung Fu. Like, aren't people going to just expect that of me? Like, I, I think it's important that we realize that humans, all humans, all people are multifaceted, multidimensional. It, it, the conversation doesn't stop just by saying, I can't believe they cast an Asian American. I can't believe they did that. Yeah. Well, like, wait, hold on. Maybe there's more going on here. Maybe there's a conversation that, 
you, you just haven't been a part of yet that you, that you should, you should witness this, Yeah, you know? And, and as far as that goes, maybe I'm putting a little too much stock and optimism into things. That's possible. But, but, I, but I think but, the but conversation I think we're having is to good. Consider. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I would say and, so. And this is why it's good to have these kind of conversations. And this is the kind of conversations that comic books and geek culture brings up. Yeah. You know, in our lives, at least, <clears throat> you know, and I think that's what we want to share with people through this show is, yeah, comics, geek culture, movies and TV shows and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, there's a level of stereotypical, you guys are weirdos, or you know what I mean? But then if you look at it, no one says that when someone's reading the new ta Coates book or someone's reading a Stephen King novel. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, there is, but ta Coates is writing Black Panther. So now what? Well, I'm, you know I'm, what I'm saying? And I cannot wait to read that. I'm, I cannot wait to read Black Panther. I mean, like that that feels like that feels like landmark to me because I, I respect Tanahasi Coates like ev- everything that guy says I, I just like hang on you know so I'm I'm very eager to read his take on a black character in the Marvel universe Black Panther who I think is underrated already yeah and uh, and and we haven't seen I mean at least for the for the time period that we're in right now where comics are a thing again. And yeah. your grandma knows who Captain America is. It's like <laughs> now let's bring up Iron. Let's bring up Power Man. Let's bring well, up. Of Luke course, Cage. your grandma let's, let's... knows who Captain America is. He was fighting in World War Two. So you right. know, when you think about it, it, makes sense. She was there. Yeah, of course. But she was, you know, she was swooning over him. Let's let's see let's see Black Panther now. Let's tell the story now. You know. Yeah. By the way, yeah. uh, Captain America is um, black now. Sam Wilson is Captain America. Yeah. And I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's so You're good. You're super excited about that. Yeah. Well, let's, the, let's talk about our pull list then since you brought that up. All right. So uh, if, I, if I just go title by title real quickly. And then well, first of all, Adam, what's it. the pull list for the uh, folks who have non-comic yeah. non, uh, readers? For the uninitiated, a, a pull list is uh, someone who, uh, somebody who goes and picks up new comics on Wednesdays because new comic books come out every Wednesday, every single Wednesday. Uh, you you can only pick so many. Comics are a little expensive, right? So what gets your dollar? You gotta get that budget right. You gotta get that budget right. And uh, I uh, I like any other comic fan, like you, Octavius. You you have certain books that you are looking forward to, and generally those would be the books that are like left aside for you. If if you've got it like that with the the shop owners, then yeah. they will pull those books for you so when when you go in they have that sitting in a stack waiting for you to pick up um now me i actually like browsing a little bit i like looking at the covers like just kind of moving through and seeing what's new but i, I do like have walking to ask the guys um what yeah. they like like anything yeah, i should exactly. know about every wednesday ask what's good this week because i want to know what they're reading that i'm exactly like you said i want to know what, what what they know about that i don't yet but uh my pool list is uh, usually like four or five books, sometimes a little more, sometimes a f- a fewer of things that I'm real excited for. And I think in this context, the pull list is going to be, that's, those are the books that you actually picked up. Yeah. That's my pull list. So uh, this week, my pull list consists of uh, Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat, number one, which I am very excited about. It's a Marvel book. And Patsy is, 
she she shows up in uh, Jessica Jones, the new Marvel show. She's Jessica mm-hmm. Jones, like best best friend. I love Patsy Walker and I love Hellcat. And this takes place in the same kind of uh, storyline continuity that was established in uh, Charles Soule's run on She-Hulk, which was one of my favorites and it ended way too quickly. So I'm excited to pick that up again. I also picked up Saga number 32. Oh, I'm, I'm so behind on that. I feel like we have to do a whole thing. We we should do a whole conversation I'm up, about though. Saga. I'm, I'm still catching up. And Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Something I'm noticing right now that, that is very impressive to me, and this is a little thing, but on the cover of Saga, at the very top of the book, Fiona Staples is the first person who has her name on the book. Usually mm-hmm. the first person with the name on the book is the writer. Uh, but Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples, I think they, they mesh so well, they agree that both of them are the storytellers equally. And I, I like that. Um, Captain America, Sam Wilson, Captain America. That's uh, Spencer Renaud and Fajardo. I love it. it if, if you're not reading it, I have no idea why you're making such a mistake. It looks great. <laughs> hey, well, well, how did you get your life wrong is what you're saying. Yeah, get, figure, Where did you go wrong? Figure it out. Just figure it out. Like step, step outside of yourself and get your priorities right. Because it's a really good book. And Cap, uh, Sam Wilson is charismatic and interesting. And he's got a lot of problems going on in his life with, like, the Aven- Avengers kind of disbanded a little bit. But it, everything about this book is just terrific. And um, Nick Spencer, the guy who writes it, I'm, I'm so impressed with the way he writes it. I, I love it. Uh, that's issue four, Captain America, number four. And then, uh, of course, this is the one, this is, this is our middle of the Venn diagram between you and I. Dark Knight 3. Oh, yeah. Book 2. That's the one. I got strong feelings about this. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother talk. Did you read it yet? No, not yet. Okay. I'm, All right. I'm most excited by the fact that, you know, there's a little mini booklet inside, a little mini comic book. Uh-huh. And, and this one apparently focuses on Wonder Woman. I'm excited about that because Brian Azzarello uh, did such a great run on Wonder Woman. So I'm just happy to see more Azzarello Wonder Woman. Everything about that is a good thing as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What's on your pool list? So on mine, I have um, <clears throat> Captain America, Sam Wilson, number four. Yeah. Um, I got to catch up with that. I haven't read up to number four, but, you know, I have it on the list. Spoiler, um, he's a wolf. He is, he is Cap Wolf. He is a wolf man. Okay, so why didn't you tell me that before? Well, on the, in, the, in the third issue, uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America, number three, features him with misty night and it's a picture of he's a wolf cap wolf is happening cap wolf is is here this is the year of cap wolf what? It's 2015 okay all right I'm, there we got I'm just that saying. um daredevil number two i am a huge daredevil fan yeah um and charles Sewell's on that one it's it's a different creative team than it was on the like the last run but you know i think the the illustration is a lot darker because the last run was very kind of like smiley and bright. This is, you know, a lot of blacks. Are you into that? Of, Do you like that? Um, I, I'm still seeing how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Okay. Like yeah. I love the, the last creative team so much. So I'm interested mm-hmm. to see where we go from there. Um, mm-hmm. The Dark Knight number, the Dark Knight three, the Master Race number two. We're going to have to talk about that next time. Very excited about that. I have read it. I didn't read the Wonder Woman insert, but I did read it. So mm-hmm. we'll keep that for next time. You know, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Deadpool number four. I just love Deadpool. 
just like this guy is hilarious. Yeah. You know, he's just he just brings a smile to my face like a guy that just does, you know, he doesn't take himself too seriously. You know, you get what I'm trying to say? Do you read yeah. Deadpool? Yeah. No, I, I you know, I I don't read Deadpool uh controversial opinion. I don't like Deadpool. Unpopular but, opinion alert. But uh, I do understand why people do, and I, I like I I appreciate his slapstick nature, his like breaking the fourth wall. I yes. like how much levity is there. Like I I appreciate that a lot. He's just he's not the character for me. The merc for with a mouth is like not that's just not my thing. That's your thing. Okay. All no. Right. Fair enough. But you know what? Let me concede this. Uh, I don't think anybody's ever given me like a really good example of Deadpool other than. Um. Uh. What was it? Uncanny X Force. He shows up on the Uncanny X Force. This was yeah. Rick Remender uh, wrote about like Kid Apocalypse and the Uncanny X Force, and I really, really, really was into that. That was the one time that I really liked Deadpool. But that mm. wasn't his own book. That was just him showing up with a bunch of other people. Yeah. Well, maybe check out some of the um, some of the older stuff. If you have Marvel Unlimited, I don't know if you do or not. You can check out some of the old stuff and get you, a you make me a suggestion. I will read it. Okay. All right. I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, Fight Club Two, number eight. Oh, okay. Fight Club, I've been enjoying. It's 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 weird, you know. It's like it's Fight it's, Club. Yeah, it's Fight Club. Like you don't really know what's going on, but you, you do. Yeah. Um, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, number two. Yeah. Still figuring out yeah, what's yeah. going on with that. Um, and the Astonishing Ant Man, number three. So that's yeah. what's on my list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick Spencer is on uh, Astonishing Ant Man. I love that book. It's really funny. And you know what? I cut it out this week because Christmas has my budget a little constrained. I'm, got I'm you, pulling got you. my I'm, living I'm, tight. I'm, I'm cinching my belt all right now. So, um, yeah, maybe I'll pick that one up next week. I hope I will pick that up next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Parting um, thoughts? Uh, I'm excited to do this, man. I'm excited to do this on a regular basis and talk geek culture with you, man. Yeah, same. Um, a lot of movies coming out next year, so we're going to have plenty of one-shots to talk about those. Okay, so a one-shot real quick. Um, mm-hmm. A one-shot, when if you're in reading comic books, you've heard us say such and such number two, such and such number one. A one-shot is basically just a standalone story. It's not going to be a continuing serialized book. So when we say a one-shot, it's kind of a standalone episode of Comic Book Junto. So it's not necessarily going to be Comic Book Junto number two, three, four, five. It's going to be like, here's the standalone episode where we're going to talk about X, Y, Z. Yeah. So we'll be doing those as, you know, Batman v. Superman comes out, Captain America, you know, Star Wars. Yeah, and all that we, we will have, we will have uh, movie reviews that we, you and I have to have conversations about, tr- talking about trailers. Trailers, like we, we discussed really briefly, uh, can be uh, e- pretty easily debated. Like some people hate watching them after, like you said, you watch the first one and no more. That's and it. I'm a little different and I, I'm, I wish I had the, the, the diligence that you had. I just, I always watch him. Always you got to do it, man. You got to shut it off. Uh, try it, man. Try it for one of these next movies coming out. I'll try. See how the experience is going in. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we can try to document that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it yeah. goes. Yeah. But parting thoughts, man. I love this culture. I'm excited to talk about it on a regular basis because, as you know, I like to talk. Um, and sharing <laughs> this and debriefing it with a friend, that's, that's the most fun. 
If you go yeah. through this, if you, if you, living in this culture by yourself, eh, but being able to share it regularly, that's what's fun. And bringing yeah. people in on it to share it with them, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 I couldn't add anything, say it better myself. Yeah. All right, Adam. So tell the people where to find you on the internet. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter uh, at Adam Teteris. That's T-E-T-E-R-U-S. I also have a website that I never update. It's adamteteris.com. Again, that's uh, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. And we can put that stuff in the notes wherever this ends up going. How about you? Where, where, where do we find you? On Twitter and Instagram, at O-C-T-A-V-I-U-S-A Newman. That's Octavius A. Newman. Um, mm. Also, um, Bear Fruit at B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T, um, barefruit.com as well. If you like this podcast, leave us five stars and a positive comment. Subscribe, rate, review, and share this with somebody. Share this with somebody who likes comics. Share this with somebody who doesn't like comics so that you That's can get them about. in the community and you guys can start talking about this stuff together. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's all I got. All right, man, let's talk next week. All right, man, I'll talk to you. Hey, happy holidays. Same to you, man. Bye-bye. <laughs>